here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. You know, this COVID money, it's just unbelievable. First of all, tens of billions of dollars in fraud. Just out the window. And then they're in this battle, the Democrats saying they can't cut one penny, not one penny from the ominous, omnibus, monstrous bill that they passed in November with the help of Mitch McConnell and the other rhinos. And so now they say, we're going to shut down the government by June, and we'll go broke, and it'll be the fault of the Republicans. It'll be the fault of McConnell, because these Republicans in the House are trying to do the right thing. They're trying to save our country from a complete, utter financial breakdown. But what do they mean there's nothing we can cut? Chuck Schumer says we want your budget. Okay, here's my budget. Take the COVID monies out of the baseline. It's been used for everything but COVID. I want you to listen to this. And try not to get angry. I'll get angry for us. From Fox Business, a growing list of municipalities across the United States are looking to set up reparations programs for black residents, and some of them are considering using COVID-19 relief funds to pay the initiatives. It's a slush fund for everything Democrat and everything Marxist. Critics argue using funds from the American Rescue Plan to bankroll social justice initiatives are a misuse of federal taxpayer dollars, But proponents are defending the use of pandemic money as a way to reduce disparities when it comes to housing and narrowing the wealth gap. Okay, attention, America. It's not up to the government to, quote unquote, narrow the wealth gap. It's none of the damn government's business. Why is there a wealth gap? There could be a thousand reasons why there's a wealth gap. Number one, the word freedom. People are motivated by different things. Some people are motivated by making a fortune. 
Some people aren't motivated by money at all. Some people are lazy as hell and they're on the public dole. Some people are on the public dole because they're, they've got issues that they are trying to address, whether it's they've recently been fired or whatever it is. In other words, what do you mean you're trying to close the wealth gap? And how do you close the wealth gap? Well, they don't make poor people richer. They make rich people poorer. That's what they're talking about. This is Marx's problem. Vernon Amy church pastor Robert Turner holds a sign after leading a protest from City Hall back to his church in the Greenwood neighborhood. Ah, whatever. That's a misreading. That's under a photo. Here we go. Box Business identified at least 10 cities, states, and counties that have recently considered using some sort of reparations program. Why are we paying reparations at all? You know, we passed the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments at the end of the 1860s, well after the Civil War. The Civil War was fought, 700,000 casualties. How are we going to determine who gets money? I'm quite serious about this. How do we know? Just if we even wanted to do it, how do we know who came here when? We have illegal immigrants in the country over the past 50 years. People who've come from all corners of the world, some of whom are black and brown and white. You know, the whole rainbow coalition, as Jesse Jackson calls it, fine. What kind of proof are they going to need? I guess Ancestry.com will be very busy. But this is ridiculous, paying reparations. This is just more Marxist Democrat problem. And I'll tell you what. I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again so the backbenchers can remember to regurgitate it. If we're going to pay reparations, it's not we. It's the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party should be paying reparations. The Democrat Party supported slavery. The Democrat Party fought for slavery. The Democrat Party, after the Civil War... Help foster the Ku Klux Klan. The Democrat Party, the party of Woodrow Wilson, promoted segregation. The Democrat Party opposed federal anti-lynching laws, including the great FDR. Those were Democrat governors who stood in the, in the doorways of schools to prevent little black kids from going to school with little white kids. It was Joe Biden who opposed little black kids going to school with little white kids. It's the Democrat Party that filibustered the 1964 Civil Rights Act and opposed the 1965 Civil Rights Act. It's the Democrat Party that promoted Jim Crow and including literacy tests and poll taxes and all the rest of it. was Democrats. It was Democrats on the Supreme Court that upheld slavery. Taney, the Chief Justice at the time. Democrats on the Supreme Court, they ruled in the Plessy versus Ferguson case that separate. Separate but equal is equal. And I could go on and on and on. So if anyone's to pay reparations, it's the Democrat Party. 
Not everybody. And I'm quite serious about this. But let's go on. This is your COVID money. COVID. You got here 10 cities, states, counties that want to use some sort of COVID funds for reparations. It's just unbelievable. Officials in Shelby County, Tennessee, that includes Memphis. They're going to vote on whether to spend $5 million in pandemic relief money to study the possibility of longer-term reparations. There was some guy on radio, African-American show, but a big one. I think the guy's is Char- Charlemagne the God or whatever his name is, and he had a guest on there who said $5 trillion, that's the number. $5 trillion. So it's shakedown time. Remember when I interviewed Shelby Steele, great man. And his message was, we are free. He's African-American. He said, we're free. Go do whatever you want. We're free. But the Democrat Party needs racism. The Democrat Party more and more needs anti-Semitism. The Democrat Party needs anti-Asianism. Is that what we call it? I don't know. Commissioner Edmund Ford Jr., who's co-sponsoring the proposal, defended the use of these funds for the program, telling Fox Business in a statement that the negative impacts of the pandemic include assistance to households and communities while promoting affordable housing, assistance to small businesses and nonprofits. This is not going to be a process that is issuing checks to black people in Shelby County, adding the process of community reparations. Provides an ecosystem to intentionally track and promote black wealth while providing access to... Ah, shut the hell up. I'm sick of this. This is money. You know, here's the thing. We've got a government that prosecutes people for Ponzi schemes for misallocation of funds, for maladministration. We've got regulations. We've got agencies. We've got investigators. We have agents. They're all over the damn place trying to find private businesses that are doing what the federal government does every damn day and is, does it righteously, right? At least self-righteously. They raised all this tax money applied it towards COVID, a pandemic, and now they're using it for leftist causes. Left-wing causes. This is an absolute misuse of taxpayer dollars. Our buddy Byron Donalds, who's also African-American, is outrageous that cities would use pandemic relief funds to pay for reparations programs. There are wide disagreements on the topic, he said, to use pandemic spending on something that Congress did not vote for or approve. For localities to say they're going to basically repurpose the funds for this, this is outrageous and should not occur. That's right. There's no statute that was passed for this. Our representatives didn't have an opportunity to vote on it. We didn't have an opportunity to comment on it to our representatives. It's like Biden with his damn executive orders. 
Nike's Benito Mussolini. Except Benito Mussolini had the trains running on time. Biden can't even keep him on the tracks. By the way, Mr. Environment, Mr. Joe Biden, isn't it amazing? You have an environmental disaster part of the country. And this guy Biden is as far away from it as possible. He's barely talked about it. And to the extent that the Democrat propagandists and demagogues talk about it, they blame it on Donald Trump. Surprised they haven't blamed it on Donald Duck. Donald Trump? That's how sick these people are. They take responsibility for nothing. Nothing. The view, Joy Reid, bigot racist, and the rest of them. Isn't it amazing that the Marxists among us are all Democrats? In the media, they're all Democrats. The tenured professor, they're all Democrats. They all vote Democrat. Because this is what the Democrat Party has become. Turns out one of the ball bearings overheated, if I understand it correctly, on the train. And the, and the engineer tried to slow the train down right before the accident. And the National Transportation Safety Board chair has said this was absolutely preventable, absolutely preventable. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. But it wasn't the tracks. It was the train. It was a ball bearing that overheated. I'll be right back. Mark Lupin. I want to tell you about something to help you protect your retirement. People are worried about the economy because 2022 didn't go very well. For one thing, there's the crazy spending and debt created by Biden and the Democrats. That huge debt affects your savings, especially pensions, IRAs, and 401ks. It's one reason Americans get gold IRAs, to protect their hard-earned savings. Well, here's a company I trust to help you with a gold IRA, Augusta Precious Metals. What makes Augusta Precious Metals different? tell you not to buy a gold IRA if it's not right for you. If you've saved $100,000 or more, save for your IRA or your 401k, sign up for a one-on-one web conference to schedule call 877-4-GOLD-IRA. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA, 877-4-GOLD-IRA. If you have a financial professional, obviously talk to them before making an investment decision. Visit AugustaPreciousMetals.com and check out the risk disclosures as well. The government can never function well because the uh, the pressures and the rewards are just not natural. They're not normal the way they are in the private sector. Who's going to be held responsible in the government at the EPA for not acting quick? Nobody. How about the Railroad Administration? You know, that's been around for a long time. Nobody. Any inspectors? Nobody. Now, the company's going to be probably sued into bankruptcy. So they're civil suits. But the federal government's protected. It's immune from these suits. So it protects itself. The people responsible, 
They just become part of a mass. And so there's no accountability. And you know what's going to happen as a result? There'll be more money spent by the federal government to create more offices, hire more people. So this doesn't happen again. But it doesn't work that way. That's number one. Number two, the people who run these agencies have no experience at all under Democrats. Pete Buttigieg doesn't even know how to change the oil on his car. So when you load up an administration at the highest levels, the first, second, third, fourth levels, with ideologues whose goal is to use the the tools of government, the instrumentalities of government to advance their ideology and not to do their damn jobs, this is what you get. They're not experienced, competent people. Just like their boss, Joe Biden. They run on platitudes. They make impossible promises. If something goes wrong, it's the private sector's fault. Government's not big enough. It's not fat enough. There's not enough money. I mean, look at these COVID funds. They're going to go to reparation. You know, it's amazing. Hundreds and hundreds of billions of dollars go to left-wing causes. Planned Parenthood, reparations, radical left-wing groups, whatever it is. They never go to conservatives, ever. I'm not saying they should. But I'm saying this is a one-way trick. It's a one-way street where we have to subsidize the people who hate us and seek to destroy us. There's COVID funds left over. Why is that going toward the debt? Or why isn't it going back to the people who actually pay taxes in this country? Or if you want to help save the Social Security system or the Medicare system, why is it going to the left-wing agenda in this country? Reparations? Is that a joke? Yes, it is. But it's the next big thing. It's the next big way to separate you from your money. It's the next big way to redistribute wealth. It's the next big way to subsidize Democrat Party voters. I'm just telling you the truth. It's the way it is. It's the truth. I'll be right back. I want to tell you about something to help you protect your retirement. People are worried about the economy because 2022 didn't go very well. For one thing, there's the crazy spending and debt created by Biden and the Democrats. That huge debt affects your savings, especially pensions, IRAs, and 401ks. It's one reason Americans get gold IRAs, to protect their hard-earned savings. Well, here's a company I trust to help you with a gold IRA, Augusta Precious Metals. What makes Augusta Precious Metals different? They'll tell you not to buy a gold IRA if it's not right for you. If you've saved $100,000 or more, save for your IRA or your 401k, sign up for a one-on-one web conference to schedule call 877-4-GOLD-IRA. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA, 877-4-GOLD-IRA. If you have a financial professional, obviously talk to them before making an investment decision. Visit AugustaPreciousMetals.com and check out the risk disclosures as well. The voice of sanity in an insane world. The Mark Levin Show. Call in now at 877-381-3811. Alright, Pete Buttigieg, an ideologue with no experience, even filling potholes. Here he is, he's in East Palestine, Ohio. Cut to go. 
In retrospect, should you have come a little sooner? So, again, uh, in terms of the timing of the visit, I'm trying to strike the right balance, uh, allowing NTSB to play its role, but making sure we're here in that show of support. What the hell does that mean? Does anybody know what that means? If he shows up, the NTSB won't do its job. Does anybody believe that for two seconds? Let me educate this moron. When I worked in the Reagan administration, the good old days, yes, the good old days. You may recall a plane went down in the Potomac River on one terrible snowy day. The wings at the plane at Reagan National Airport, National Airport at the time, they froze over. Even though they had been sprayed with the chemical over and over again, the last time around, they needed another spraying and they didn't get it. The plane couldn't take off. It belly flopped at full speed into the Potomac and it sank. And people are still entombed in that plane. Some got out. And you remember the famous case of the gentleman who jumped into the water to save a woman who couldn't hold on any longer to a life vest or something that was thrown to her. A good friend of mine was a man by the name of Drew Lewis. He was a great patriot. Been a businessman for many years. Competent. He ran the Department of Transportation. He was secretary. And he didn't wait days and weeks and everything. He walked onto the bridge. I think it was the bridge over 395, if I recall. Towards 395. As it was sleeting and snowing. Everybody was doing their job. The National Transportation Safety Board had its people there. The Coast Guard had its people there. He wasn't weighing the balance between showing up and the NTSB doing its job. It is a ridiculous comment. The reason Buttigieg wasn't there is because he's lazy. He doesn't want to be Secretary of Transportation. He has bigger ideas in mind. And because he's an incompetent, he's never run anything other than a small town. He was chosen for ideological and demographic reasons. That is the only reason he was chosen to run the Department of Transportation. He doesn't even have a resume that would qualify him for any low-level position at the Department of Transportation. Period. And these are the kinds of people Biden has surrounded himself with, given the fact that Joe Biden has never done anything in his life. Let's continue. Cut three, go. You mentioned a national political figure who's decided to get involved. It sounds like you're talking about Trump. And then you said, I need your help. How can he help? Well, one thing he could do is uh, uh, express support for reversing the deregulation uh, that uh, happened on his watch. Now, I heard him say he had nothing to do with nothing to do with any deregulation. It was a ball bearing. So why do they immediately look for other people in administrations to attack because they're incompetent and they're lazy. So what regulation exactly did Donald Trump eliminate that would have affected the heating 
of a ball bearing in the wheel of a train. None. But the media are not going to help us unravel this to get to the truth. In fact, the media were slow to pay attention to what was taking place. And this is the same Pete Buttigieg I want to remind you, as I did the other day, who promotes this idea of environmental justice. That apparently all bridges and roads and tunnels, all transportation hubs were purposely put in minority neighborhoods even though many of these neighborhoods weren't minority at the time that they were put there. doesn't matter to him. He's got his narrative, and he's going to stick to it. There's no civil rights movement calling out what took place in East Palestine. No civil rights movement concerned about those people, because most of them are fairly... Not poor, but, you know, lower middle class. Some are poor. And, of course, they're part of the white dominant culture. Does it look like these people dominate anything? They're hardworking Americans. But that's why the media have not been there, were not there. That's why Biden wasn't there. Politically, there's nothing in it for him. I'm being... Honest, absolutely 100%, unvarnished honesty. And of course, there's no civil rights issue because these are mostly white people who vote Republican. So screw them. So it's Trump's job to say Trump made a mistake when he was president. That's Buttigieg's answer. So this guy has a, a bizarre way of putting things. He's learned well at the hand of Democrats. He's a serial liar. Takes responsibility for nothing. He wasn't balancing anything. You get off your ass, you get on a plane, and you check out what's going on. So he blames Trump and deregulation before he even knows what took place. It's incredible. Cut four, please. Pete Buttigieg, go. The country should be wrapping their arms around the people of East Palestine, not as a political football, not as an ideological flap, uh, flashpoint. What, what are you rambling not on a, about, moron? What, what, what is your problem? Stop telling us what we should be doing. We're telling you what you should be doing. And in other countries that have parliamentary systems, you would have been fired already. You would have resigned in disgrace and never... Never be seen in public again. And this isn't your first problem, pal. The airline industry's a mess. The supply chain's a mess. Everything's a mess because of you, you jerk, and you don't know how to fix anything. And you report to a jerk, too. You know why all those freighters were sitting off the West Coast, America? I'll tell you why, because the populist nationalist Republicans aren't going to tell you why. No, 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 no. I'm a constitutional conservative. I'll tell you why. Because the labor rules in California, on the two biggest ports that we have on the West Coast, 
and the union there is incredibly powerful. Make it virtually impossible to work 24-7 to fix the problem. Make it impossible for independent truckers to barely even get into the damn state and to get stuff out of the ports. On top of that, you have the most asinine so-called environmental rules, state and federal. That's why we have a problem. That's why Biden won't fix it. That's why Buttigieg won't fix it either. It's their base. It's their people. And if you have to go without tampons, some of you, and if you have to go out without baby food for your children, too damn bad. And if automobile companies have to go without computer chips and so forth, too damn bad. That's just the way it is. That's the way it rolls, baby. But they're never going to mention that. Never going to mention that. Give you another example of this. We talked about COVID funds and how they've been used politically. I just told you about the supply chain problems. This is by Peter Reichard in The Federalist. Biden shoveled $36 billion in taxpayer funds to bail out the Teamsters for mismanaged pensions. Did you know this? Did somebody vote on this? Were the people asked their opinion so they could at least lobby their representatives? No, it was done under the cover of dark. Because as I said before, Biden fancies himself sort of a Mussolini type. The largest private pension bailout in American history gave each beneficiary the central state's pension fund nearly $100,000. Everybody's getting money but you. Have you noticed that? Students, there's another voter base. Hey, you took out a loan? Yeah. Well, the schmuck down the street should pay for it. No, I shouldn't. Yes, he should. We have an executive order. Uh, you have to pass a law. No, I don't. I'll do what I want. Bottom up, middle out. What are you talking about now? Bottom up, middle out. Then he goes on and talks about autocracies. He's an autocrat. Can Americans be bribed with their own money? The powers that be are certainly putting that question to test. In recent years, we've seen inflation-inducing cash giveaways associated with COVID relief. We've seen the ongoing attempts of profoundly inequitable student loan forgiveness. And in December, we saw a $1.7 trillion pork pie omnibus appropriations bill passed by every Democrat in Congress and the Mitch McConnell Rhino Brigade. Lost in all of this has been one spectacular giveaway. $100,000 per beneficiary of the Central States Pension Fund, or the CSPF, as they say in Washington. The fund provides pension benefits to nearly 360,000 private sector workers and retirees, mostly Teamster Union members. I have nothing against the Teamster Unions, but it's not up to me to bail out their pension fund. More on this when I return. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin.
I want to tell you about something to help you protect your retirement. People are worried about the economy because 2022 didn't go very well. For one thing, there's the crazy spending and debt created by Biden and the Democrats. That huge debt affects your savings, especially pensions, IRAs, and 401ks. It's one reason Americans get gold IRAs, to protect their hard-earned savings. Well, here's a company I trust to help you with a gold IRA, Augusta Precious Metals. What makes Augusta Precious Metals different? They'll tell you not to buy a gold IRA if it's not right for you. If you've saved $100,000 or more, save for your IRA or your 401k, sign up for a one-on-one web conference to schedule call 877-4-GOLD-IRA. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA, 877-4-GOLD-IRA. If you have a financial professional, obviously talk to them before making an investment decision. Visit AugustaPreciousMetals.com and check out the risk disclosures as well. That Teamsters pension fund, by the way, $36 billion is a drop in the bucket. A drop in the bucket. It is unsustainable in the midterm. Unsustainable. And uh, this particular pension fund has been projected to reach insolvency by 2025. By my calculation, that's two years away. Now, the $36 billion may help push it off briefly. But when you have too much going out and not enough coming in, that's a problem. And... Uh, They're going to continue to rely on the likes of Joe Biden and his party to take care of them. The problem is lots of people have pension funds with their unions. But this is the one union that's been singled out. And uh, this benefits one group of roughly 360,000 people, 3% of the 11 million participants in multi-employer plans. 3%. And that's $36 billion. So I want you to imagine what's going on here. We're talking about pension obligations in the trillions of dollars. Joe Biden will be long gone. Many of us will be long gone by the time this hits the fan. Now, can you imagine your children and grandchildren dealing with these pension plans when they sink? When Social Security and Medicare sink? When the country's bankrupt, what they're going to have to deal with? They're going to be dealing with a violent police state because that's what follows. The niceties of the Constitution are not going to be applied. Look what happened during the pandemic. First of all, they raid the Treasury for reparations and so forth. They take over the private sector. They arrest people who don't wear masks inside or out. I mean, you saw the face of tyranny right there and then. And for what? The report's now coming out saying none of this mattered. None of it. What mattered? Natural immunity. I didn't do the reports. All these experts from these universities are now looking back, looking at the analysis. That's not to say certain vulnerable people shouldn't get vaccines. I'm all for that. But they weren't the end-all and the be-all. And I'm not an anti-vaxxer, by the way. If they work, great. They don't, they don't. But 
we all know natural immunity does work. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, and I promise I'll take some calls later, 877 By the way, this Joe Scarborough, the morning schmo, either had a lobotomy or needs a lobotomy, this guy. And um, he says Joe Biden is saving democracy, whereas Donald Trump is destroying it. Do they hand out marijuana on the uh, on that show? I just wonder. A bunch of cokeheads. I'm not saying they are. I would never say they are. That would be outrageous. But what what is with these people? This Joe Scarborough. Remember this guy who was in line to be King Edward, and he married a divorcee, American. And she had such a hold over him. You know what I'm talking about, Mr. Producer? She had such a hold over him, he had to step out of line for the position of king, because you weren't allowed to do that back then. Of course, you are now. But anyway, and so that, that led to Queen Elizabeth's father becoming king, and then he passed away and Queen Elizabeth becoming queen. But everybody wondered, what did this divorcee have over this guy? It's amazing. So you have to wonder, what does Mika have over the morning schmo? He was a pretty average mainstream Republican. Represented the Panhandle District from uh, Florida. I think it's the district Gates now has. He tried his hand at radio. He was a complete failure. He desperately wanted to be on Fox, and they desperately didn't want him to be on Fox. So he winds up on uh, MSLSD. And over there, success, well, success is dumbed down. It's dumbed down. You have 140,000 viewers, it's considered a massive success. But then again, compared to CNN, it truly is a massive success. But nonetheless, so imagine getting paid what this clown gets paid and his wife, sitting around a table with reprobates, malcontents and miscreants, all saying the same thing, all cackling like Kamala Harris. Then with a fake background of Washington, D.C., when they're actually often doing their show from Florida. You know, Florida, where the governor's Ron DeSantis and run by the Republicans. 
They're not in New Jersey. They're not in New York. They're not in Illinois. They're not in California or any of the other great blue states. No, 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 no. So he's there burping up his attacks on Trump and defending Biden because it doesn't take much for these two grifters. They were invited to a state dinner. I think the only one Biden had. And uh, that was enough for them. So they're all in on Biden because Biden's saving democracy. How exactly is he saving democracy? By spending us into bankruptcy? With wide open borders so illegal aliens can pour into the country? Overcrowding our schools and hospitals and our legal system? Hmm? MS-13? All kinds of drugs from the drug cartels pouring into the country. The drug cartels now have now have places in every single state and major metropolitan area from which they operate. Now they're working on the northern border. Yeah, that's saving democracy. Destroying people's pensions and the value of the currency and the dollar. Oh, he's saving democracy. Come on now. Yes. Acting like a dictator, issuing executive orders on all kinds of things. Overseeing a rogue FBI and rogue Department of Justice. Targeting his political enemies. Oh, yes, that Joe, he's saving democracy. Joe is the Manchurian president. Joe is bought and paid for by the Communist Party of China. So is his family. Joe's made millions and millions of dollars. People don't know exactly how much. And that's the great hero for the, the schmoes, Joe, the morning schmo, and his wife, Mrs. Schmo. Real head cases, in my humble opinion. I've got clips here that I'm not going to play because I'm not in the mood to hear stupid. Now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the Democrat Party is taking us on a trip that's going to be disastrous in so many respects, but let's focus in on the latest one. This from Blaze. We love the Blaze here. Biden says Elon Musk will save electric vehicle charging network after study finds 21% of public chargers are unusable. Say what? Say what? How can that be? It's the government. The government's noble. 21%, I said, of public chargers are unusable. Gee, who could have predicted that? They break down. Who's going to fix them? They're destroyed by some, you know, punks. Who's going to fix them? And as a practical matter, as I've said to you many times, let's just play this out in our head, shall we? You can't charge up a car as fast as you can fill it up with gasoline. So in a major city, let's say New York metropolitan area, we have like 20 million people. How many charges are you going to have? Where are you going to put them? And you have high-rise after high-rise after high-rise, right? Well, that sounds to me you're going to have a long line of cars. What's it take, 15, 20 minutes? Maybe longer? None of this has been figured out. Why? Because what I said earlier, we have a ruling class filled with ideologues and incompetent, lazy boobs. That's why. How are they going to charge up all these vehicles? Line after line. Oh, 
Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, those of you who drive foreign vehicles, you can charge up. The other days, those of you, no, it's not going to happen like that. It's going to be public transportation. And then they'll put rules in place because the Constitution's firewalls have all but been destroyed. Rules in place on how many vehicles you can own. We have states now banning the combustion engine. It's unbelievable how regressive we've become. We're throwbacks. More than one in five electric vehicle charging stations were unusable to drivers in 2022, according to a study done by J.D. Power. Why is this only in the blaze? Why isn't this on all the cable news networks? Why isn't this on all the network news? Why isn't Maggot Haberman involved in this or Jeremy and his Peters? Why aren't they involved in this promoting this? Because they're busy. Very busy. Using data compiled in the first half of 2022 and a survey of more than 11,500 drivers, 20% of drivers failed to charge their vehicles at the nearest EV charging stations. In the latter half of the year, a number slightly rose to 21%, according to Kelly Blue Book. J.D. Power notes that public charger operability and maintenance remain a key issue to consumers regarding the charging stations, with 72% of EV drivers citing the stations being out of service. Now, this is actually quite interesting. The executive producer of Levin TV, since they ran out of gas automobiles, where he was running his car, he had to upgrade, quote-unquote, to an electric vehicle. Well, not surprisingly, whoever dropped it off at the rental agency didn't charge it fully up. Why? Why? I'll use a scientific term. It's a pain in the ass. That's why. They didn't have time. Takes too damn long. So he comes to the studio, and he's trying to find a charging place. So he looks on a map, goes to one. The two chargers at that place are no longer functioning. So it goes behind a liquor store and charges up the car. Now, who does that electricity belong to, Mr. Producer? The liquor store. And yet he had to charge it up because otherwise his EV would be towed. So he juiced it up a little bit. That's what's going on in real America. Yes. Now the 12% say there's, the lines are too long and the wait's too long. And 10% cited payment processing errors, according to the Daily Caller, which spoke to Brent Gruber, executive director of Global Automotive at J.D. Power. Kelly Blue Book also provided reasons such as software problems, vandalized chargers, Payment processing errors and reasons for failed charges. I can tell you already that we are going to have charger inequity taking place in America. Electric charger inequity. There won't be enough in communities of color. I guarantee you that's going to take place. I guarantee you that's going to take place. Just two days after the latest report, Biden seemingly addressed the issue in a statement on Twitter, meaning somebody did it for him, saying the government will rely on Elon Musk Tesla charging network to supplement the existing charging stations. I told you the government doesn't do anything. Certainly doesn't do anything well. 
They hate Elon Musk. They've attacked him. They've attacked him. The spokes idiot for the idiot in the Oval Office attacks him all the time. The left attacks him. Now they need to rely on him. He's going to build the Chargers. Wow. In building our CV charging network, we have to ensure that as many charges work for as many drivers as possible. Uh, this is a, a Biden uh, genius burp. Wait a minute. We have to ensure that as many charges work for as many drivers as possible. Genius. Absolute genius. To that end, he writes, Elon Musk will open a big part of Tesla's network to all drivers. That's a big deal. Come on, guys. Come on, says Mr. Big. And it'll make a big difference, Biden said. So, you EV types out there, you're going to rely on Elon Musk, who's a good man. I think he's a hero. But that's beside the point. We're going to be spending hundreds and hundreds of billions on this. And he talks about half a million chargers. They're not going to have half a million chargers that function. There are going to be fights over where they're placed. There's going to be long waiting times. It's going to be a disaster. On top of that, we do not have an electrical grid that can handle all this. He's got no plans to expand it in any significant way, let alone protect it from the commies. This is a disaster. A complete and utter disaster. Well, we'll just replace it with windmills and solar energy. Oh, okay. By the way, eight dead whales washed up on the East Coast. And you haven't heard any of the phony animal rights groups talk about it, have you? Any of the phony environmental groups talk about it. Even AOC, she hadn't said a damn thing about it either. No, of course not, because these phony climate change environmental extremists, they're killing things. They're killing animals. They're destroying prosperity. That's what they're doing. Technological advancement is a good thing. Capitalism is a good thing. Competition, like he has to rely on Elon Musk. The big dummy, not Musk. I mean, the big dummy, Biden. Elon Musk will open a big part of Tesla's network up to all drivers. That's a big deal, you know. And I, Joe Biden, I negotiated this. And then the Tesla CEO replied, thank you. Tesla's happy to support other EVs via our supercharger network. Yeah, good luck. Now, Biden pledged to build half a million charging stations in the country by 2030. They always pledge to do things when they're far away from power. You notice that? Five years from now, six years from now. Well, we're going to have. No, we're not. But according to Bloomberg, that is 10 times more than what the country currently has. As well, California would need upwards of 1 million charging stations to be able to supply the 5 million emissions-free vehicles the state hopes to put on the road by 2030. California is a dead state. It's a corpse. And they want to impose those policies on the rest of the nation. According to the Zero Emissions Transportation Association, it's an association for everything. $30 billion will be needed for the next 10 years to provide home charging rebates. See, it's always a scam. 
and it's always your money. We need $30 billion to provide rebates and grants to state and local and tribal governments. Well, of course we will. And that's just the beginning. Yes, zero emissions pledge. If that were true, then every leftist in this country would have to leave because their emissions is toxic. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. You know, when the going gets tough, you can count on big business to have your back. Well, not really. You certainly can't. Because we all know big business, especially big wireless business, is going to lock you down into multi-year contracts with huge penalties. Not Pure Talk, no. The no-contract wireless company. And the only wireless company to offer 100% money-back guarantee. That's right. Pure Talk is so sure you're going to love their ultra-fast, 5G service that if you don't, they'll give you your money back. So instead of paying a fortune to Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile every month, cut your bill in half with Pure Talk, my cell phone company, and then start enjoying the perks like a U.S. customer service team that will make your switch easy. Supporting a company that's veteran-owned and shares your values and who has you covered with a money-back guarantee. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code Levin Podcast. that's L-E-V-I-N podcast, to save 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code L-E-V-I-N podcast. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Restrictions apply. See site for details. While I'm on the subject, folks, the New York Slimes... Just how good for the planet is that big electric pickup truck? It's a long story. The bigger the truck, the bigger the battery. The bigger the battery, the more electricity it gobbles up. The bigger the battery, the more the natural resources are necessary to build it. My goodness, what are we going to do? The new set of large plug-in options could encourage a faster shift toward electric vehicles by appealing to a broader range of consumers. Consumers have already joined long wait lists for electric pickup trucks, with Ford having taken more than 200,000 reservations for Lightnings. I guess that's what they call it, though it has struggled with production. But heavier electric pickup trucks often require bigger batteries and more electricity to charge. Well, you don't say. They've been hiring a lot of physicists over there at the New York Slimes, so they end up being responsible for more emissions than other smaller electronic vehicles. Taking into consideration the life cycle emissions per mile, they end up just as polluting as some smaller gas-burning cars. Oh, my God! Whether they're gas-powered or run on electricity, bigger vehicles require more energy to make and to move. Said Alyssa Kendall, a professor of civil and environmental engineering at the University of California, Davis. Did you know that, ladies and gentlemen? The bigger and the heavier the vehicle, the more energy is needed to move them? My God. Well, you're all electrical and environmental engineers now. Even though all electric vehicles don't burn gas or produce tailpipe emissions, they're indirectly responsible for emissions from vehicle and battery production. Oh, you don't say. And the electricity used to charge them, which may come from fossil fuels. Oh, my God. I think we've been talking about this for three, four, five years. The New York Slimes just picked it up. Next thing you know, 
The New York Slimes will report that there was actually a holocaust in the 30s and 40s. Still waiting. I'll be right back. You know, when the going gets tough, you can count on big business to have your back. Well, not really. You certainly can't. Because we all know big business, especially big wireless business, is going to lock you down into multi-year contracts with huge penalties. Not Pure Talk, no. The no-contract wireless company. And the only wireless company to offer 100% money-back guarantee. That's right. Pure Talk is so sure you're going to love their ultra-fast 5G service that if you don't, they'll give you your money back. So instead of paying a fortune to Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile every month, cut your bill in half with Pure Talk, my cell phone company. And then start enjoying the perks like a U.S. customer service team that will make your switch easy. Supporting a company... That's veteran-owned and shares your values and who has you covered with a money-back guarantee. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code Levin Podcast. that's L-E-V-I-N podcast, to save 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code L-E-V-I-N podcast. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Where Americans meet to defend liberty and defeat tyranny. Call the Mark Levin Show now at 877-381-3811. I will be interviewing uh, Governor Ron DeSantis for the full hour, Life, Liberty, and Levin. I think it was last summer. Um, He had mentioned to me that he was writing a book and he wanted to come on my program uh, to launch it. And, of course, that is exactly what we're going to do. And uh, I look very much forward to the interview, and I hope you will watch. It will be his first interview. It will be exclusive on Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, all kinds of times around and in between. If you can't watch live, I hope you'll record it and DVR it. I don't do gotcha interviews. I figure the governor and the rest of these folks... They get enough of that from the press. I am not Andrea Mitchell. I don't even look like Andrea Mitchell. Uh, I am not, you know, fake tapper. I'm not interested in scoring points. The goal of my program and the goal of my interviews are so you can learn about the guest. Not so I feel like I've scored points. So, uh... Ron DeSantis will be on the program. Now, I know the backbenchers will try and get a hold of him before then, but it won't work. There's another big interview coming in the month of April. I don't think I'm allowed to talk about it yet, um, but I very much look forward to that, too. But we're going to have a great time interviewing uh, Governor DeSantis. And as I said, I, I'm not in the business of trying to make people look bad or look good. I just have them speak for themselves. And I think he's the, uh, I really believe he's the best governor in the country. And this ticks off a lot of people. I don't really care. I just think he is. And um, certainly worth the interview. We've had Mike Pompeo on the program. He's very, very good. We've had uh, Christy Noam on the program. She's very, very good. We've had others on the program. Um. I don't do a conga line of politicians. I know the others do. It's just not it's just not what I do. But we have some, of course. I want to give you an update. Convention of States. We had Mark Meckler on the program yesterday. 
in Montana. You know, where the balloons fly over from the uh, commies in uh, China and they don't want to shoot them down because it might fall on somebody. Wow, the likelihood of that is what, about zero? Anyway, they had a vote in the House Committee on the resolution in favor of Convention of States. It was five to four in favor. Five to four. Now they have to get to the floor of the full house by Monday because Monday is the end of their session. One guy holds the key on whether they'll be able to vote. One guy. His name is Representative Neiman. N-I-E-M-A-N. Hello, Montana. Hello, Representative Neiman, N-I-E-M-A-N. He'll either be the hero or the zero. He'll be the hero or he'll be the Andy Biggs. Now, this guy's the key. His name is Neiman, N-I-E-M-A-N. If you live in Montana, I hope you will politely and civilly contact his office and encourage him. Don't be rude. You only turn people off when you do that. Be, be friendly. He's the floor leader. He's the floor leader. And he'll decide whether we get this as a priority or not. It's 100% on his back right now. 100% on his back right now. Representative Neiman, I want to talk to you directly. This is the only way to fundamentally save the country. Elections are important, but they come and they go. Our Constitution is being destroyed. A convention of states cannot be a runaway convention. Whatever comes out of the convention of states, as proposed by state legislatures, has to be finalized through 38 states, as any amendment does. 38 states. So you can't have a runaway convention, which means it takes 13, 14 states to stop anything. To stop in 13 states. So please don't be affected by the fear mongering by left wing groups and the John Birch Society. They all have their asses up their heads. You understand. They have a different agenda. And this is crucially important because this is what the Constitution tells us we can do. This is what George Mason suggested a few days before they adjourned, that they add to Article 5. This is what they voted on. I want to remind you folks, and I want to remind Representative Neiman, this is not something to be fearful of. This is something to embrace. You know, James Madison was a little hesitant at the time, but he said, okay, go ahead with it, Article 5. James Madison used it repeatedly when he was trying to help fight off secession of various states. He said, this is what Madison said, who had more influence over the Constitution than any any other person. He said, you cannot secede 
Because once the states voted to be part of the union, the people in the states were not only state citizens, they became citizens of the United States of America. And no state has the power to take that away from an individual citizen. This is Madison. And he wrote it in a long letter. Because nullification was going on and there was some talk of secession even during the course of his life, toward the end of his life. And he saw it. He was concerned about it. And what did he point to? Article 5. He said, if there are issues, there's differences, then the state legislatures can get together under Article 5 and propose changes to the Constitution, which then has to go back to all the state legislatures, which they vote up or down as legislatures or as conventions. You know who else pointed to Article 5 in Convention of States, America? Milton Friedman. Milton Friedman. He said there's a little used power in the Constitution that can be used to control the completely out of control federal government in Washington, D.C. He said Article 5. Article 5. Friedman. You know who else pointed to Article 5 of the Constitution? Dwight Eisenhower. You know who else? Everett Dirksen. Some of you don't even know who he was. It's too bad. He was the Republican leader in the Senate when they were fighting to pass the 64 and 65 Civil Rights Acts out of Illinois. Considered one of the great orators of his time. Article 5. There's nothing to fear. It's in the Constitution. It's in there as much as any other article. And there's impossible to have a runaway convention. We have a runaway government, and that needs to be dealt with. And Montana, you have the same power as California if you step up to the plate. And so now it's up to Representative Neiman if they're going to have a vote by Monday before the session ends, or they got to go through the entire process again, and they may not succeed. So I would encourage Representative Neiman in Montana, N-I-E-M-A-N, please don't play the role of Mussolini and one guy prevent the representatives of the people from making this decision through some parliamentary trick. We're going to be monitoring this. We're going to watch it. And I hope we can call you a hero and not a zero. And there are millions and millions of people listening to this program who support Convention of States, an enormous number of patriots who've been working overtime to get it done. I'll be right back. Mark You know, when the going gets tough, you can count on big business to have your back. Well, not really. You certainly can't. Because we all know big business, especially big wireless business, is going to lock you down into multi-year contracts with huge penalties. Not pure talk, no. 
the no-contract wireless company, and the only wireless company to offer 100% money-back guarantee. That's right. Pure Talk is so sure you're going to love their ultra-fast 5G service that if you don't, they'll give you your money back. So instead of paying a fortune to Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile every month, cut your bill in half with Pure Talk, my cell phone company, and then start enjoying the perks like a U.S. customer service team that will make your switch easy. Supporting a company... That's veteran-owned and shares your values and who has you covered with a money-back guarantee. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code Levin Podcast. that's L-E-V-I-N podcast, to save 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code L-E-V-I-N podcast. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome back, America. By the way, in Iowa... On convention estates, it made it out of the House committee. It's now on the floor. So I'll keep you posted on that. So it looks like some progress is being made. Montana is very important. Representative Neiman is crucially important to allow this to come to the floor and allow a vote. That's all we're asking. And uh, I hope he embraces the idea of uh, representative government and allows that to take place. And understands that this isn't some crazy half-cocked movement. This is actually in the Constitution. And it's really the only way to fix things, fundamentally. When we come back, we talked about this extensively the other day. Trump lawyers blast election probe after grand juror speaks. I think they've got this quite right. The Associated Depressed. President's lawyers in Georgia are criticizing the Fulton County investigation into potential legal election meddling, writes the Associated Depressed, after the four-person of the special grand jury seated to help the probe went public this week. Emily Coors did interview, after interview, after interview, and uh, after interview. She described some of what happened behind closed doors of the jury room, including how some witnesses behaved, how prosecutors interacted with witnesses, how some witnesses invoked their rights not to answer certain questions. Well, I'll do this now, I guess. Trump attorney Drew Finding and Jennifer Little said that despite having concerns about the panel's proceedings from the start, they kept quiet out of respect for the grand jury process, but they said revelations offered by Coors this week compelled them to speak up and it will compel them to file motions too, I'm sure. They said the end product is the reliability of anything that has taken place in there is completely tainted and called into question, and they're right. He said he held no chagrin for a 30-year-old person who was part of a failed system. She's a product of a circus that cloaked itself as a special purpose grand jury. The lawyers said they are on top of all the legal issues in the case and are keeping their options open. This was a joke from the beginning. And so what's going to be needed is motions to file. And what's interesting here is the DA really didn't do anything effective to stop this blabbermouth. Did really nothing effective to stop the blabbermouth. In fact, the DA's office has declined to comment on Coors media appearances other than to say they weren't aware ahead of time that she planned to give interviews. Yeah, but you were aware after the first one. And you should have immediately taken steps to stop it, and you did not. 
And I would argue it's also a violation of the judge's order. As I explained in great detail yesterday. This whole thing should be dismissed, but you have a radical left-wing Democrat elected DA. We'll see how it plays out. But the entire process has been tainted. If you believe in justice, you understand that. I'm sure uh, Joe Scarborough does not. I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Our number is 877-381-3811. We'll be taking calls a little later, 877-381-3811. But if you want to get in, I don't know if there's even an open line. That would be the time to at least try. You know, Ivanka and Jared, Ivanka Trump, Jared Kushner, they've been subpoenaed to testify in front of the uh, rogue, phony special counsel in Washington, D.C. Jack the Ripper Smith. Now, Jack the Ripper Smith is subpoenaing anything that moves, including things that don't move, actually. Because he's not interested in doing justice, he's trying to seek and destroy, and I've explained about about this man's past in the recent past. I was overturned by the Supreme Court in an 8-0 ruling because he was way overzealous in his prosecution of Bob McDonald, the former Republican governor of Virginia. I explained how he lost a jury trial uh, in the John Edwards uh, case with his uh, girlfriend or pregnancy, how they used money raised by donors to uh, to put her up in an apartment and take care of her. And, and this guy, Jack the Ripper Smith, concluded that that violated the, the election laws. And, of course, uh, Edwards, one of his defenses was, I relied on the election law people giving me advice, the experts, the lawyers. And so uh, Jack the Ripper lost that one, too. So they sent him off to the Hague. They figured he'd be more comfortable hanging around uh, genocidal mass murders uh, and prosecuting them. So the Attorney General of the United States, Meritless Garland, he decided that would be the perfect guide who appointed as a special counsel to go after Trump. And now what the guy's done, he's tried to violate 
a, a privilege that goes back to at least the Roman Empire, probably before the attorney-client privilege, hence due process under our Bill of Rights and our constitutional system. In the case of Donald Trump, he's brought that motion in front of a federal judge appointed by Obama who has ruled against Trump in every single matter that's come before her relating to privilege. Relating to privilege. So he figures he has it in the bag. But what he's trying to do is get information about Donald Trump and his representation and things that were communicated with his lawyer so Trump could never have a fair trial and he would have a slam dunk. The question is whether the judge is an idiot or whether the judge is actually going to uphold the Constitution. We'll find out. It's one or the other. It's nothing in between. Yes, there's a crime fraud exception, but that's not this. That's not this. And this, this guy's gone way too fast, too hard, too far over this documents case. And he's also, of course, working on the January 6th matter, uh, which I don't believe the uh, federal prosecutors of any kind should be involved in, unless they're aware of some evidence of bribery or your typical felonies. But to criminalize and to involve grand juries and prosecutors, political chieftains over at the Department of Injustice and others, in politics, and the politics of challenging elections, and you're allowed to challenge elections, you're allowed to challenge electors. It's the Congress that has the final say. Not some grand jury, not some prosecutor whose wife is an Obama hack, and whose mother-in-law is an Obama hack. And I want to remind you, special counsel are appointed not to investigate your political opposition in the case of the Biden administration. It's to investigate the sitting president or people at a senior level within the administration so there is no appearance of a conflict of interest. So they've created an appearance and a reality of a conflict of interest by appointing this this slug, this rogue prosecutor, as a special prosecutor to go after Trump. That's not why you appoint these guys. You appoint them to investigate within an administration, not your political opponents. He's an announced candidate for president. He's running in the Republican primary, and they're doing everything they can to stop him. Republicans get to decide who their nominees are. Not prosecutors, Democrat DAs, Democrat attorneys general, Democrat phony prosecutors in Washington, D.C., the Department of Injustice. Honestly, folks, they must be scared to death of Trump. Otherwise, why all this? Why all this? They're scared to death of him, and they're scared to death of DeSantis, as far as I can tell. Those are the two bigs they're scared of. Just based on the attacks that these guys come under. So now we have this prosecutor who's involved in eight, count them, eight secret pieces of, of litigation trying to violate various norms and traditions of representative, uh, of legal representation. So here's what they say at the Daily Wire, great site. Former President Trump's daughter and son-in-law have reportedly been subpoenaed in one of the federal criminal investigations into the former president, guessing it's January 6th. 
The New York Slimes reported the special counsel Jack the Ripper Smith subpoenaed Ivanka Trump and Jared Kushner to testify before a federal grand jury about Trump's efforts to stay in office after losing the 2020 presidential election. Has anybody ever been subpoenaed in front of a grand jury to investigate what happened in 2016 with Hillary Clinton? And the DNC and Mark Elias? No, of course not. The report said it was unclear whether Trump would try to block them by testifying, uh, from testifying by claiming executive privilege. Court noted that one clip from January 6 hearing showed that Ivanka Trump said she accepted then U.S. Attorney William Barr's conclusion that there was no widespread fraud during the election. So what? That's her testimony. What does that have to do with anything? Smith has also subpoenaed former Vice President Mike Pence, and to his credit, he's challenging it on separation of powers grounds. In fact, everybody should be challenging this. This guy is completely out of control. And former National Security Advisor Robert O'Brien in his criminal investigation. So he's getting family members. He's getting people who served Donald Trump and were around him. Trump's lawyers. To what end? To indict him. For what? For what? Some cockamamie made up argument trying to twist certain federal laws that have to be dusted off. Dusted off, excuse me. FBI and DOJ has also recorded a four-hour interview under oath with former acting Department of Homeland Security Secretary Chad Wolf. So who hasn't been subpoenaed or investigated? Other top former Trump administration officials who've reportedly testified include former deputy to Wolf, Ken Cuccinelli, former White House counsel, Pat Cipollone, his deputy, Patrick Philbin, former advisor, Stephen Miller, former White House aide, Jack McAtee, or John McAtee, And they're grabbing cell phones from lawyers and from memory Republican members of the House and trying to humiliate. This is a uh, this is a Vladimir Putin move. This is a Joseph Stalin move. That's what it is. And the uh, lapdogs over there at the New York Slimes, they're all excited about this, just as they were actually when Stalin and actually was in power. And there were his lapdog over there at the New York Slimes with Walter Durante and all the rest. We know that story. We know that story. This is outrageous. It is outrageous. It is an abuse of power. I am disgusted with the American media, the, the American Pravda, I call it, and the Praetorian Guard media that circles this president and protects him. I mean, when you consider the information that's public on Joe Biden and his family, the monies that they receive from the Communist Party and the military of Communist China, the monies they receive from from Russia oligarchs, Russian oligarchs, the monies they receive from the corrupt government of Ukraine prior to the uh, Levinsky government. It's just incredible to me. They have no interest. In fact, the opposite. They cover up the laptop and they protect Biden. 
They don't ask him anything about any of this. There's no special counsel investigating Joe Biden. Forget about the drug-addled sex pervert son of his, who Joe, of course, thinks is the smartest person he's ever known. And Joe would. They give him a pass, Biden. Just remember what the great Joe Scarborough says, that Joe Biden is defending democracy. I'll be right back. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. We will be taking callers soon, I promise. If I can get the damn call screen to work on my end here, I will. All right, now let's see if I can get this done here properly or not. Um, I will put in my code, boys. If not, you're going to have to give me some names. Dave in Queens, New York, XM Satellite, go! Hey, good evening, Mark. I was just calling about the battery efficiencies with these uh, electric cars. Don't they lose, like, up to 50% of their power in the wintertime? And I noticed I'm... In Vegas a couple of times in the summer, my battery shut down my phone to protect itself. Really? That could be life-threatening stuff with these uh, batteries, with these cars, if you get stuck with no power. Well, and of course you're right. Now, let's, let's just think this through. Have you ever driven, you're in New York, have you ever driven on the, uh, well, you have, on 95, say, from route exit 12 all the way to exit 1 over the Delaware Memorial Bridge? Have you ever done that drive? Yes. Okay, on 95... They have places to stop, you know, to uh, get gasoline, to get something to eat. In Delaware side, by the way, they have the Joseph R. Biden Jr. uh, stop. Uh, And I call it the Joseph R. Biden toilet because that's basically what it is. But nonetheless, can you imagine lining up for 20 minutes to get a full charge? Can you imagine what it would be like there? Be a disaster. I traveled uh, down to Charlotte. I've been down the gas station under eight minutes. Can yeah, I- and there's a zillion of them. So we're going to have a zillion charge stations, right? Public, free electricity. Are you serious? And what's that going to do to the electrical grid? Has nobody thought this out? The answer is yes. Nobody has. I mean, how stupid is this? These people don't know how to run a damn thing. All right, my friend. Good call, Mister Call, Mister uh, Producer. Who's next? Yeah, KTTB Tyler, Texas, Richie, go. Yes, sir, Mister Levin. Yes, sir. I appreciate your knowledge. Well, I thank really you, do. Sir. Very hey, kind. My, uh, I'm just trying to catch up on all the stuff you're dropping out there, which is great. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, trying to educate I'm like America's uh, pigeon at a uh, train station. You ever get hit by a pigeon? I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't I, know I, about I was hit on the I don't shoulder. Know about that. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. There's hogs yeah. in Texas, so yes, yes. Pigeons don't work well. <laughs> but hey, I, I love it. I love your show. I love your vernacular. Your full command of the English language and all the uh, little nuances you throw in there with your verbiage—it's awesome. Uh-oh. It's well, awesome. thank you. Love it. Love it. Maybe I should come visit Tyler, Texas. What's there? You have a nice, like, a diner uh, there? That's all I need is a diner. Well, there's plenty of them, sir. I yeah. mean, just barbecue yeah. houses and oh, my skies God. wide open. Uh, plenty of roads and green grass and, of course, cattle. So, yeah, plenty of steak to eat. Well, is it like hey, Montana? But I first. Oh, no, no, no. More trees in Montana. Okay. More trees. If you shoot a communist balloon down, it won't hit anybody? <laughs> It'll hit a tree. Hit a, a tree and a cow. Or something yeah. Maybe. Maybe a cow. Maybe a cow. All right, my brother. You're very, very kind. I appreciate your call. I'm running blind here. I can't pull this damn thing up. Uh, what was the name, Jim? Rick, Elmwood Park, New Jersey, the great WABC. Go right ahead, please. Mark, thanks for taking my call. It's an honor. Um, Thank you. I can debunk the global warming scam. I can debunk the global warming scam for you with science or history or anecdotal evidence. Which do you prefer? Really? Yep. Can you do it through like a seance or something? <laughs> I do it through eight years of studying climate science, buddy. Really. Is that your background? Yeah, you want to know a little No, no, actually, I'm a house painter. I just don't oh. like liars like Al Gore. When I saw that movie, An Inconvenient Truth, I thought it was child abuse. Yeah, probably. Uh, when I think of Al Gore, you know. So you're a painter, and uh, you, 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 can, you can debunk this scientifically. Go ahead. Sure, Okay. Um, from 1945 to 1979, 1998 to 2015, and 2016 till now, average global temperature fell. That's according to NASA's land surface data for 45 to 79, and all the satellites agree to the cooling from 1998 to 2015 and 2016 to now. So if atmospheric CO2 has been shooting up like a rocket and temperatures have been falling, the hypothesis is false. CO2 is not controlling the temperature. Now, I would point you to be the head of NASA if I had a shot at this, my friend. And by the way, you're 100% right. CO2 or carbon dioxide is not a pollutant. And it represents a very tiny percentage of, uh, of the atmosphere. And I've talked about this before. I didn't come up with this analogy, but I like to use it. Which is, if you have a stadium filled with 10,000 seats, and that's the atmosphere... Four of those seats represents carbon dioxide. It's just a way to control people, control their livelihoods, their movement, control the country, because that's all these bastards care about. Thank you for your great call, my friend. I shall return. Mark Levin, America's Paul Revere. Call him now at 877-381-3811. Well, I don't know about you, but I can never get enough of Angela Davis, you know. Marxist, violent revolutionary. Even though she was found innocent, I might say. Friend with jury after she escaped. Uh, and uh, she's been on the public dole ever since, pretty much, as a tenured professor. Where do old commies go? They go to our colleges and universities where they become tenured professors. 
The old Soviet Union exists. It exists on our college campuses. And these are the places where you spend a fortune to have your kids destroyed. Their brains turned into mush. Angela Davis on uh, the pubic broadcasting system, PBS, yesterday, cut 18, go. Any idea what you're looking at? That is a list of the passengers on the Mayflower. (laughs) No, I can't believe this. (laughs) No. (laughs) My ancestors did not come here on the Mayflower. Your ancestors came on the Mayflower. No, please, no. You know, ladies and gentlemen. I would be proud if my ancestors were on the Mayflower. What is it with these commies? They live in the lap of luxury. They make a ton of money. They live like they never could live in any other part of the world, where most of them would be locked up by these various regimes. What is it about these people that have absolute 100% freedom, and yet they think they're fighting a revolution? These are the real insurrectionists, ladies and gentlemen. Now, Mr. Producer asked me, well, does that mean Angela Davis has to pay reparations? I thought this was a profound question. A profound question. If Erwin Curry were still here, Professor Erwin Curry, I would throw it to him. But then I got to thinking. She probably has to pay reparations to herself. She has ancestors who were on the Mayflower, and yet she has ancestors who were no doubt slaves. So she'll have to pay reparations to herself. How will that work? Nobody knows. But now, now she's been found out. She goes all the way back to the Mayflower. Does it make her an oppressor or an oppressed? It's complicated, isn't it? And which of the boats were they on? They said the Mayflower. Okay, the Mayflower. I thought she was going to have a conniption right there. I thought she was going to deliver her kidney right there, but no. But it is hilarious, isn't it, really? For now on, she'll be remembered as a descendant of one of those or more from the Mayflower. And I would argue that if the time comes when reparations are to be paid, that she should pay reparations, not receive them. She should pay them. And we want to thank the Harvard professor, what's his name, for tracking this down and figuring out, what's his name, Lewis something? I I don't know, why does it matter? He's the guy that got in a tangle with the cops and then Obama started trashing the cops. Remember all that? I remember all that. But I think that's... What's his name? Say say again? Louis Gates? Henry Louis Gates. Three names. Very good. I've always wondered that too. Why do people have three names? Yeah, have a social security number, isn't that good? No, three names. All right, so there we have it. That's uh, way too much fun. Do we have any other caller? Do we have any irregular Americans who are on the list there, Mr. Producer? 
A regular American, Dennis, Salt Lake City, on the Mark Levin app. Yes, how may I help you, sir? Hey, Mark. I just uh, wanted to call. I was looking at the uh, Ford Lightning, and I happened upon a review, a real-world review on YouTube about electric towing disasters, and it showed Mm -hmm. that you get that Lightning, and um, it does okay if you're 200 miles on it or so if you're not towing, but if you stick a 1,500-pound very light trailer, you drop it in half. If you put half of the recommended towing range or towing of about 7,700 pounds and you put half of that, you end up three times worse towing mileage. So how can you how can you have a truck it's that so, can drive 80 you know, miles? That's, that's, that's such a good point because a lot of people get these trucks because they're towing stuff. Boats, RV, whatever it is, and um, or pulling stuff, and you're right. That's not really figured in in most of the analysis that's done. It's just as if you're driving along with one of these trucks, not if you're actually towing something or pulling something, which would have even a more negative effect. So what are you going to do? Stop every eighty miles and look around for one of these things? It's ridiculous. People are going to suffer as a result of this. The supply line's going to suffer. These old bastards in Washington, D.C., they'll be long gone. Long gone with their climate change crap. And uh, the next generation is going to be suffering a lot from the decisions this generation is making. I'm just telling you, it's disastrous. But good call. Anybody else? Any irregulars? Winchester, Kansas, on the Mark Levin app, we have Chuck. Chuck, is this you? This is Chuck, yes. Can you prove so it, sir? Levin, it is an honor, and I thank you for taking my call, sir. <laughs> thank you. Now, are you, are you, hold on now, are you speaking to me in a uh, chamber of some sort? In a chamber? No, I'm speaking to you on my cell phone. I have it right here next to my Because uh, you sound like this. I'm just telling you, you sound like this. Anyway, go ahead, Chuck. Oh. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> All right, so anyway, concerning these reparations that you've been talking about and that have been in the news a lot, uh, if they are to be paid at all, I think they should be paid to the descendants of the Union soldiers, both black and white, who gave their lives in the Civil War fighting to free the slaves. Great point. I prefer that. And they should be paid by the Democrat Party. Yeah, I agree with that completely. Chuck, I think you've hit something there, my friend. Where are you from again? Winchester, Kansas. Uh, there's a Winchester, Virginia near where we live. I've never heard of Winchester, Kansas. What's the population it's, there? It's a, yeah, about 435. That's it? That's it. Maybe I'll retire there one day. Do you have a diner there? We do. We do. We have Jay's place. And is that kind of where everybody gathers for breakfast if you're not eating at home? That's the fact. Yes, sir. Yeah. Are they open on the weekends? Yeah. <laughs> they are. They're open on the weekends, too. Do uh, do they have lactose-free milk uh, when they cook their pancakes? Yes or no, sir? Oh, no, sir. I'm afraid they don't. You know, it's a farming community. They, they go for the real deal. Well, then I can't move there. I'm sorry. But thanks for asking. Okay, I'm just I'll messing with you. Anyway. You're a great guy. You sound like a great... Are you a farmer? No, actually, I'm a, I'm a designer. 
I designed. Now wait a minute. There's uh, 435 people. How much? How much business can you do designing? Most of the work that I do is uh, is out of town. <laughs> well, I, what's I the designed, closest bigger uh, town? Um, the closest bigger town would be Atchison, Kansas. Uh, we're about 40 minutes from Kansas City. Oh, you're 40 minutes from Kansas City. Okay. By the way, yes, Kansas City, yes. Kansas City, Missouri, or Kansas City, Kansas? Uh, both of them, actually. Yeah, they're right across the road. Were you a Kansas City yeah. Chiefs fan? Absolutely. I'm sorry about your... Uh, you yeah, know, well, that was a blown call there, I must confess, on behalf of the... I agree. That, I agree. that ref, I mean... Even buddies of mine who are diehard Kansas City Chief fans say, I hate to say yeah. it, but you're right. Yeah, it was a terrible call. It really was. And by the way, it was 15 I mean, feet over the guy's head, like he was going to catch it anyway. Right. Exactly. All right. Well, what am I going to do? Sit here and whine about it? Yes. All right, my friend. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. We got great people out there. Anybody else there, Mr. Call Screener, Mr. Producer? Wow, it's really kicking in Utah tonight. St. George, Utah, Scott. Go right ahead, my friend. Hey, Mark. Well, I, well, I do have to say I was born in Kansas, and if you do watch that play again, Mark, he does grab his jersey. I'm sorry to say. It, it Listen, kind of sucks there's grabbing there, a jersey. A yeah, hold on now. Hold on now. There's grabbing a jersey, and there's grabbing a jersey. He didn't change his route. It didn't affect his arms. He wasn't going to catch the ball. Stop being a homer. <laughs> well, I've watched it a bunch. So he was going to he was supposed to go down and out, and he did grab him, turn him. But oh, we were on the same team on everything else. <laughs> anyway, your homer, team won, so congratulations. <laughs> well, the Eagles are a great team. Great, it was a great game. Um, Here's the problem so, for the Eagles. Seriously, they're they're at the cap, and so some people are going to have to go. So this was a very very important year. Go ahead, my friend. But, on the defensive side, on the defensive side, true. But um, I do think you got a good coach, and uh, I think you guys will be around for a while. Look at Kansas City, though. They got Mahomes. They can't pay anybody now, and they find a way to piece people together. So you got hope. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. Anyway. Tom Brady actually took a salary cut that year, the, the last time he won the Super Bowl in order at Tampa, so they could get some good players. I don't see these other guys doing that sort of thing. Do you? I think they need to, and they just brought that up. They said, is Hurts going to do – Mahomes took a big big salary, but he spread it out over many years. And um, hopefully Hurts is wise enough to do that, as opposed to maybe what some of these other guys did. And uh, they don't have a – they can't pay anybody else. So, you know, why do that if you're, if you're not going to win? You're right. Anyway, I interrupted you. What were you going to say? Well, I just wanted to thank you for bringing up what I've been talking about for four or five years. I've seen this creeping into our party, and I've talked about it as this. It was it was conservative populism. It was this. It was that. It's we've called people code pink Republicans. Well, they've kind of morphed in together. Most of these people I like and I agree with. They're great people on Fox and, and other. But and, and Rand Paul is another guy who I really like. But on foreign policies, he's atrocious. He's horrible. He's dangerous. And I see these guys on Fox again tonight. Marjorie Taylor Greene's on there calling right, people like you and I that thinks we ought to. Okay. But, well, Marjorie Taylor Greene's out there a lot. You know, she says things. Off hey, the listen. Hey, listen. As Marjorie Taylor Greene goes, so goes the nation. 
Well, I hope not. But she's calling us idiots for supporting you. What do they think is going to happen if, if Ukraine loses this war? Listen, and you, I and I, you and I understand. These people sound like old liberal Democrats. They sound like uh, McGovern. They sound like all these pacifists of the past. Unfortunately for conservatives, this is cyclical. This happens about every 40, 50 years. And we never learn... I mean, that's what happened in the lead up to World War Two. It's what happened in the lead up to World War One. These are terrible, terrible things. And your enemy gets more and more powerful, more and more belligerent, more and more provocative. And uh, and then uh, they target you. And uh, it requires an enormous sacrifice of uh, human resources and financial resources to defend yourself. And. Uh, I just think this is a damn mistake, a huge mistake. And I'm not following Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates and anybody else, what I call this uh, Putin wing of the Republican Party. I'm not a McCain guy. You know, I'm not a Lindsey Graham guy. I don't think every battle is our battle. But I think the, the, the ruling principle is prudence. Prudence. That's what you use. What's in America's best interest? And surrender is not. Thank you for your call, my friend. I shall return. Mark Lovin. New York City. I, I feel sorry for the people in New York City in the suburbs. New York City is poised to enact steep congestion pricing tolls for cars and trucks unless critics can kill the plan. Doesn't look like they're going to kill it. The legislature passed it. The governor signed it. And the Federal Highway Administration, the Biden administration, is about to approve it. So what is it? It comes down to this. They're going to recalibrate the toll systems and add more tolls. So if you drive into, let's say, Manhattan... During, uh, you know, the usual work hours when there's more congestion than not, uh, you're going to pay much higher fees, significantly higher fees. It's called congestion pricing. They always have a fancy name. I'm sure they'll use the word reform by the time they're done with it. So it's congestion pricing. So I guess you're supposed to work, you know, from midnight to four in the morning and that way you can avoid it. But those of you who drive into New York, where it's already a huge pain in the butt, uh, now you're going to have to pay a hell of a lot more for it because you really can't change your work hours. But you can leave the city, and that's what's going to happen. They don't seem to care. You can leave the city, you can leave the state. And people in New Jersey, Connecticut, they're going to be affected too who drive in, some in Pennsylvania, to New York every day to work. These are... A thousand different ways to figure out how to separate you from your hard-earned money. You break your back, you earn some money, maybe you're successful. And there's the city of New York. They always have a plan to spend money and waste money. They always take from those who earn and give to those who don't deserve it. And there's a point at which people just can't stand it anymore. And they leave. And they're leaving California. And they're leaving New Jersey. And they're leaving New York. And they're leaving Illinois because if you have a choice to live somewhere else, even though you may have your roots in these states, even though, you know, your parents or grandparents came to these states from some other place, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. You're raising a family or you want retirement somewhere. These cities 
They don't put the money in the right place. The schools stink. Uh, they undermine the cops. It's just not fun anymore. It's just not. You'll miss the restaurants. You'll miss whatever else the, 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 these cities have and so forth. But at this point, when you really balance things out, and now they're going to whack you in New York with a massive tax, it's just not worth it. I want to salute all of you heroes out there. I want to thank you all. You're a fantastic audience, the smartest of the smartest, the best of the best. And I will see you tomorrow. God bless and have a good night. <laughs>